The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Gord Kirchin, the exalted pile driver. to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? This is uh, If You're Not a Metalhead, You Might As Well Be Dead episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 718, and I'm Snowy White. And I'm Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go there. Possess yourself a cup today. If you go there, you go to the website, you can order coffee, you can order other fun merch. If you do nothing else, get on the email list because spooky season is upon us. By the time you listen to this episode, it's going to be almost October. Like when this episode drops, it'll be September 30th and October's like the next day. Like that's what's happening, right? So you don't want to miss out in case they do something cool like they did last year and have special mugs. Oh, sorry, guys. Pardon me. Like I am burping during this. You know, it's so professional because I'm <laughs> woofing down my light brigade. No, is that what it's called? Trooper IPA. I thought it was it called the light brigade. Why do I think it's called the light brigade? Am I making that up? I, anyway, we're not advertising not beer. We're talking about coffee. So <laughs> trvekvltcoffee.com. I apologize for this shit spot I'm doing, but the good news is. What I'm doing might be completely unprofessional and totally suck right now, but if you drink a cup of this coffee, you're going to be like, oh, it's okay, because this coffee is fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to feel, because the coffee really is fantastic. Um, and, you know, even for a dude like myself that is not into coffee, if I can enjoy it, and like and like black, right, because I really don't do a lot of, you know, frou-frou stuff, um, but I can enjoy black, right? I can enjoy mm-hmm. the other recipes we do. I really enjoyed it on my ice cream. I did enjoy pouring over the ice cream for the corpse paint. And then, of right. course, we now have the famous Headless Horseman, where you put mm-hmm. in a shot of Fireball whiskey and pumpkin spice, um, whatever that is. Coffee cream, yeah. Coffee cream, thank you. Yes, the pumpkin spice coffee creamer. So, yeah, 
do that, and that is the Headless Horseman. So um, go out and just, you know, get yourself some because trvekvltcoffee.com, they are made for metalheads by metalheads. Possess yourself a cup today. What's mm. going on, Snowman? Yes, yes. And I've just by the format of this episode, we're going to be mixing things up a little bit different because match. I'm, I'm definitely going to need a big supply of true cavalt coffee and i needed it all week because basically what's going to be going on with this episode it's just going to be one big metal fix it's all kind of broken up into separate parts with various different music because I just had a lot going on, <laughs> and and when I do, when I do like that, that true Cavalt coffee that really comes in handy because, as as try as I might, okay, I'm not 25 anymore. Like I like to think that I am, <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah. you know, you're kind of like two 25 year olds. Um, let's go with that. I like that. You know, you just you have you have. Twice as much experience as a single 25-year-old. You're like two 25-year-olds. There we are. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while, these long weeks are getting a uh, getting a little harder and harder. So we need our true Cavalt go-go juice to keep us to keep us going and all, and all that. Um, What's amazing, though, is like your long week uh, makes me feel like such a wimp when I explain, you know, my insanely short week but in my defense it never happens so i i i, I can't even train for it like you do <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it training for it okay fair enough fair enough i'm also glad you mentioned we are moving in to october very soon right after this episode drops because our longtime listeners know what that means in Snowy's world when it comes October, yes, Halloween is on its way, which is like Christmas to us, but that also means the October Horror Movie Challenge. Once again, it crept right Holy up. Holy crap, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and basically what that is for me, it's all throughout the month of October Trying to watch 31 horror movies all the way, you know, in 31 days, all the way leading up to Halloween. And I've been doing this for, oh, geez, I want to say A almost long as long time. as, yeah, almost as long as the show has been around, yeah. you know, which that also makes me think that in a couple weeks, year 16 for Radioactive Metal coming up. Yeah, yeah. So I know where has the time gone and all that. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot, lot going on in October. There was a lot going on this past week. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I got the true Cavalt going. Definitely going to need it to kind of kick us all off, though. Even though, like, like I said, we are mixing it up a little bit this episode. We got to have the mandatory metal segment for sure for true cobalt coffee and i just found out just a couple days ago dude here i'm getting old i'm slipping here i didn't know that metal lucifer dropped a new ep heavy metal 
Ninja. I'm like, what the fuck? When did this wow. happen? How, how come? How come I didn't get the memo? And all that. So I thought this is actually very appropriate for our mandatory metal segment. So without further ado, this is the mighty Metal Lucifer.
Once again, that was the mighty Metal Lucifer from their new EP, Heavy Metal Ninja. That is new wave of British heavy metal. And I really dig that title and the fact that, you know, this 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 band from Japan, okay, is using a song title like that because I, you know, I assume, since it's also the dude from Sabbath as well, like, I'm sure... He's had more than one record from the new wave of British heavy metal in his collection. Like, we all have fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Unfortunately, though, dude, um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We had a fantastic week, but right now, the... The underground metal scene here in Canada is suffering. We're mourning right now because, as you heard off the top of the hop, we lost um, one Gord Kirchen, also known as the Mighty Pile Driver. Okay, he's Pile Driver goes, and we've played, we've played Pile Driver on this show more than once. There, this his two records. Metal Inquisition and Stay Ugly, you know, have been old favorites of mine for ever, ever since they came out. Ever since, you know, as we're getting into the mid to late 80s, you know, during Piledriver's heyday, in which he never really stopped. It's not like, like, they, like, Pile, like, like he did the two records, and then he kind of called it quits for a while, but still like gourd pile driver he continued this i yeah, like he still continued to influence an entire generation of underground bands much like here here in canada like we have the scene like with with slaughter and sacrifice razor voivod like these bands while they're not huge mainstream bands and especially you know even here in canada i should say Still, they're still internationally renowned within the underground. So, so Piledriver never really went away. Like he was always on the hearts and minds of, of fans throughout the world, throughout the underground. And every once in a while, Gord would pop up and pull out the Piledriver, the outfit, the leather, and the big spikes on the head <laughs> and on the arms and all that. And he was a character, man. And he was a character. And Piledriver just epitomized metal. Okay, for all of its out outlandishness and not afraid to push the uh, push the boundaries in with the lyrics. All, all, all tongue-in-cheek. You know, you, you, you can't write a song like Sex with Satan and Sodomize the Dead and not have... You know, <laughs> a twist, a twisted sense of humor. Do we still have things like that happening? Do songs like that get written now? Um, yeah, but it's you know the brutal death metal and all that, the cavalos and all and 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 all that. While back in the eighties, you know, <laughs> it was taken with a certain grain of salt, and the musicians were just having fun with it and. And all that. So, yeah, Hope Piley never went away, and he just continued to be a big... And I'm sorry if, if I have a hard time with this segment. I'm sorry in advance, because um, 
not only was I a big fan discovering Piledriver when the, the, the debut Metal Inquisition album first appeared on the new release racks, and it was one of those records I picked up sight un, unheard or sound unheard, you know. And I talk about this a lot on the show where I'm like, well, there was no internet. It's not being played on the radio. You know, we're lucky if we get some cool underground stuff on Much Music's Power Hour, which was the equivalent of Headbangers Ball. Okay, so you kind of had to, you know, what did the magazine say? What did the fanzines have to have to say and all that? Sometimes you just took a chance and I took a chance on old Piley, and I, I loved every second of it. I, I remained a huge fan just throughout throughout the decades, and oh, I would say maybe a year and a half ago or so, maybe two years ago, I connected with Gord on Facebook. Rock on, dude. You know, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think to do that. Like, I just... I don't think to just, okay, find all of my heroes when I was younger, add them on Facebook, unless I'm looking to set up an interview or something. But just out of the blue, like he, he was a friend of a friend, you know, how Facebook, the algorithms oh, yeah. work, all that. And he just popped up and I just, okay, I'm going to send a send a friend request. He accepted it right away and we just started communicating on Facebook back back and forth to the point where... I'm like, okay, I do this show, this show of Radioactive Metal, and I'd really like to have you on, you know, for no reason other than just to do it. Come on, shoot the shit. We'll talk about what, what whatever you want. It'll be a good time. He was all ready to do that, and then he announced that he got sick. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of, uh, okay, we'll, we'll put it on hold any you know because i don't want to he's he's got enough going on worrying about you know hooking up you know on skype or the phone or whatever when he's got so much else you know when you're better we'll do this and the other day i was at work my shift is winding down news came across the wire that we lost scored and it was yeah it was an absolute punch in the gut because I, I considered him a friend, even though like we never actually had that conversation or anything like that. I considered him a friend. And even coming back Friday night, coming home from one of the shows, I've, I've, it really, really hit me, and I, I just broke down. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought maybe it would be best for all of our listeners and, and everyone listening here that knew Gord particularly, um, I figured we would take a couple minutes out. Tell everyone exactly what Piledriver meant to this, to me and this show and just just the Canadian music scene in general. That expression, if you're not a metalhead, you might as well be dead. That's That was coined by, by old Piley and all that. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, the kicker to that as well, before we get into some pile driver here, the following day after he passed away was his birthday. Ah. As well. 
Yeah, yeah. So, we want to say our condolences to the Kirchin family, to the Canadian metal scene in general as well. And we also want to give a horns up and happy birthday to our good buddy Gord. I got some, uh, I got a shot of fireball here going in my runaways mug. I want to raise my glass. And say thank you, Piley, for everything. Let's get into some tunes here. I found a live track from that classic title track, Metal Inquisition, performed in 2015, live at the Catacombs in Montreal. And as you will recall, when we made our way down to the Quebec Death Fest, our first venue was the Catacombs. So I was really stoked to see that, to finally see that legendary club because about a year later they shut it down. There is no more, but fortunately the exalted pile driver played there. So without further ado, this is live pile driver with Metal Inquisition.
after after old pilot's driver, after he kind of hung up his leather and spikes for a little while there, Gord went on to perform the band Dogs with Jobs. And that is, I guess, the self-titled track, Dogs with Jobs. I remember hearing about, okay, all right, pile drivers kind of hanging it up, but um, there's word word came out he was putting this new band together. And funny enough, and I was just talking about if we got lucky and saw a song on uh, on the old Power Hour. Sure enough, that's where I first heard this song. And then about a month later, whatever, uh, there was a Dogs with Jobs uh, article in the old Meat magazine as well. It's amazing how, why I went into the kitchen, okay? I have no idea what I did at work yesterday or the day before. I have no idea. But that type of detail... Okay, <laughs> you know, I saw this, I, I heard this, I saw that, I read about it in the magazine, in that order, you remember it like almost 30 years later, it's just, I love how the mind works, because it's metal that's important, you know, and it's so important because of guys like, like Gord, definitely, and before that, that was the almighty pile driver from the second album, Stay Ugly. That was a metal death racer. Really, really great stuff. Um, I'm just going to just say to all of our listeners right, right now, as soon as you're done this, in whichever way you like to listen to music, just find some pile driver. Find the Metal Inquisition album. Find the Stay Ugly album. Find some dogs with jobs. And do your own little special horns up to Gord, please. That would be fantastic. Well, it would be fantastic if you tell me what's been going on with you this week. Well, a week ago tonight, as we record this, um, longer than that when you finally hear this, I saw DRI. Nice. Nice. Uh, Snowy, I was so excited for this show. And I got to say, I was kind of bummed when I started looking into the details. Because originally, I thought it was just DRI and a support act. Right? Because I've been watching the DRI socials. So they've been touring with uh, Retox AD. Okay. And Retox is out of uh, Wisconsin, I think. Okay. Um, and then I'm looking and the show, the show wasn't starting until like eight or eight 30. There's four bands. Oh, all right. Four bands. It's starting at eight o'clock or eight 30 on a Sunday night. I am an old man, Snowy. <laughs> okay. I am 100% an old man. This show proved I'm an old man and we'll get into those details. Okay. So, I've never been to this venue before. It is a tiny little, like, straight, um, like, just, basically, it reminds me of, like, the old Blackstone chicken coop style bars, where it's just one big straight room. You've got the bar off to your left, and then the stage is straight in front of you as you're looking, you know, like, it's, 
the economy of space is amazing, but the big thing I've got to give a shout out to these guys for is the tin roof in Charleston. Okay. Is the name of it. And it sounds phenomenal. Like it is the best sound. I think I have heard any live show here in Charleston. So this guy, the guy running sound really understands his gear and really understands his room. I could not get over how fantastic the sound was, Snowy. Even wow. even outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, I mean, you know, it's just Blackstone, so you can hear everything outside pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And um, even outside, I'm like, wow, it sounds good out here. Like, jeez. I, I, I was really impressed. So that was pretty amazing. But so... Um, I am an old man and I have several injuries, right? And I've, I've, I've talked about my injuries over the years, but I, I honestly cannot stand up for very long. So there's no seats. It's a concrete slab floor. I'm like, oh, hell, where am I going to stand? So um, partway through the first band, I left and I was going to go home. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going home. I can't, I can't do it. Like my body like can't take this. And so, you know, I called my wife, I was telling her and she's like, Oh, you've been looking forward to this. I'm like, I know I've been looking forward to this show for months. So Mm. I ended up going to a local grocery store, got some of the groceries and things that we needed, like non-perishable stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go back. I can sit in my car somewhere, you know, if I need to parking at this venue sucks, by the way, Ah. Um, but I'm like, I can sit in my car somewhere. So I go in, um, Another local band's on. So the two local bands were very good. Um, the first one was called Dog Bite. Um, and then the second one was called The 33s. You know, okay. both, both are very good. The 33s reminded me of what, like, they sounded like what people play anytime they want to, like, try to show you what punk is. Ah. You know, and I, and I don't mean <laughs> like right. Green Day stuff. I mean like, like you know, 1977 to like 82 kind of stuff. Okay, you, know? you got my attention. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very British sounding, you know. Um, so, so you know, I, I actually did see all four bands. Um, and then Retox AD, again, that was the, the act that was traveling with DRI. Dude, they were killer. They are mm-hmm. absolutely killer. If they come through uh, Winnipeg, you need to go check them out. You, I shall. You especially will love them. Like they're completely up your alley. But while I am trying to figure all this out, I'm like, where the hell is like the merch table? There's no merch table for DRI. I'm like, this is weird, and it's not like they can hide it. Like I told you, it's basically mm-hmm. just, just like a like a, a strong like, like a long rectangle. You know, I'm like, where the hell is this? And I'm not seeing people come in and out of any other doors. But every now and then, people just appear and they've got DRI merch. And that's what I, oh. I, you know, when I call my wife to say, like, I think I'm coming home. I'm like, I was pissed. I'm like, I couldn't even, even find DRI merch. I just want to buy like a fucking t-shirt. Like, mm. I, like, I love this band. Like, I've loved this band since I heard them in high school. I opened for them as in my band Darkwater at the Beehive in Pittsburgh. And um, not gonna lie, uh, I actually I, I may have like used that like as a little bit of a bragging right when I was talking to somebody. Somebody's like, "Yeah, it's my first time seeing him." I'm like, "Yeah," I said the first time I saw him, I got to open for him. You yeah, know? and I am pretty damn proud of that fact. You yeah, know? hey, it's a flex, right on. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolute flex. But so 
you know, I'm like, I can't find the merch. So finally, I'm walking around. And I mean, like I said, it's not big. They're, they're not hiding anything. There's a door. The door goes to like an outside, caged in, boxed in kind of smoking area. That's okay. where the merch is for Retox and for um, DRI. So Retox brought like a mini record store with them. They had crates and crates of vinyl. Like I literally thought like one of the local record shops had set up something. When I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy crap, this is great. And um, then there I see um, the DRI merch. And I'm looking. I'm like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that's Kurt Brecht. <laughs> yeah, he does his own merch for sure. And it was great. And mm-hmm. um, like I actually even gave him a tip when I bought my merch because he's like, oh, it's this price. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to round up. I'm like, it's a tip, man. I'm yeah. like, and, and like I and I didn't I didn't say anything like, oh, I opened for you or any of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even try to get a picture. I didn't because and I'll tell you why here in a second. It was because the guy before me. Um, but I, I just said, thank you for all the music. Right. You know, and when we're talking a band like DRI. Right. You're talking a band like Metallic. You're talking a band like Megadeth. These are bands that, you know, whether I mean, and you're probably aware of Metallic and Megadeth, but, uh, you know, whether or not you've heard them or heard the name, they've had an impact. Right. DRI's impact on music is definitely farther reaching than the name DRI, you know. And just when I think of just the great music they put out and what it's meant to me, you know, what what better thing that you can do than just to meet that person face to face and just say thank you? Oh, for sure. You know, no, that's no, all I, I want to do. Stoked too. But here's why I didn't ask for a picture because I was good because oh, okay. I, I really <laughs> wanted to. I want to do a selfie. But um, I'm sitting there, like I said, I'm looking at him and I haven't seen him in years. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's him. And I'm like, yeah, it's got to be Kurt. Well, mm-hmm. this other guy comes up. Oh, man. Hey, how's it going? You know, uh, are you with the bands here tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'm here. Like, like, oh, I'm 59, you know, checking out these shows. He's like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the singer. Oh, with who? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm watching this whole thing go down. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's like, oh. Well, can I get a selfie? I'm like, you don't even know who this is. And you could tell that kind of put Kurt off. Uh-huh. I you know, too. Like, like and, and he was very cordial and he and he did it. And finally, like the guy left and he just looks at me, he's like, Can I help you? I'm like, Yeah, man. You know, can I get this t shirt, this hat, three buttons, these patches? <laughs> you know. Like, mm-hmm. like um I I got I I came home with a bunch of merch. My my possibly my my greatest thing that I can now kind of kind of talk about like you talk about your hat, but I got my beanie, otherwise known in Canada as a toque. As a toque, yes. Yeah, I, um, I love when you Americans talk about your beanies. Well, I I don't know who calls it a beanie. Like I've always called it like my long fisherman's cap. Right. right, like a, uh-huh. the longshoreman, right? Like, like it's right. you know that's that's what you wear when you're working on the docks, um, mm. you know. But so I had this; uh, it's yellow, like the thrash zone kind of yellow, 
It's okay. got the little thrashy guy in the circle, and then on the back it says DRI. And um, I, I'm so excited that Kurt himself sold me this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not not quite the same as taking off his head, you know, as right. you in your nuclear assault hat. But I'm, I'm up there. Like, so Kurt Brett's, Brett sold me my uh, DRI hat. And right I'm on. With that. Okay, what are you yeah. going to do with the toque in the Carolinas? Well, I am so glad you mentioned that. Because the shirt I bought, I bought because, you know, it was 20 bucks versus 30 bucks of the other ones. Oh, the, the long sleeve shirts were 20 bucks. The short sleeve shirts were 30 bucks. I'm like, well, I'll save myself 10 bucks and buy a long sleeve shirt. When am I going to wear that here? Mm-hmm. January and February, right? Same with the right. hat. January and February. So two months of the year, I get to wear this great stuff that I bought. Um, <laughs> not my best plan, Snowy. Not my best plan. Ah, you so, thought with your you, you thought with your heart, not your head. I did, I did, but I will be in Pennsylvania uh, this coming week, and I am planning on taking these things up there because it's like the lows are going to be in the forties and the thirties, okay, Fahrenheit for you Canadians. But um, I'm really excited. I'm like, oh, I can actually wear some of this stuff. So I think that stuff's going to go with me. So that that was kind of like all pre pre show pre DRI, and honestly, dude, after getting to just talk to Kurt buy my stuff from them. I could have, I could have gone home, but I'm like, no, I just, I'm, I just want to hear them. Like I would have sat outside leaning up against the building and just listened. And so mm-hmm. finally DRI comes on and I can't remember what point he said during the show, but this kind of ties into the guy who had no idea who he was. He's like, this is 40 years. He's like, I wish I could say success, <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what, their deal has been, I know they've had a lot of ups and downs and I was, you know, rereading on the history because, um, after thrash hard or thrash zone rather, like I really thought they were positioned to be pretty big, mm-hmm. you know? And then I think they kind of got delayed and definition came out like 92. And I honestly thought that was going to be pretty killer. I think Beavis and Butthead gave him some play. And then of course grunge happened and then some other shit happened. They took a hiatus. So, I feel like if if they could have kept going without stopping, it could have been different. Um, right. But here's the, here's the other <clears throat> thing I'll say. The venue they're playing was tiny. It was sold out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was packed to the gills, dude. Packed to the gills. And I'm like, man, this is great. And then I'm like, okay. I saw them in a way bigger place when I saw them, but it was also a really shitty weather night, so there was nobody there. So there's probably hmm. more people there in Charleston than when I saw them in Pittsburgh. Wow. Um, you know, but it, at the same time, I, I started thinking, I'm like, I bet this is what it was like seeing them in 82. Like, in a tiny, mm-hmm. packed punk club. Right. I'm like, wow. It would have been is, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm like, if you guys call it after this, you're going out the way you came in and you're leaving a lot of fans really happy. Like I was talking to people out in the parking lot and there were people that were just out of their minds because this, that was the first time they were going to see them, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that was the cool thing is like, you know, I met this guy in the parking lot. Um, one person showed up with a couple of their dogs and, Dude, Charleston's just a weird place. Like <laughs> stuff, like stuff that I would never ever think to see anywhere. You know, it was happening there. Um, something that hasn't happened to me in a long time, but I also haven't been to a lot of shows. There's this guy just walking around. He sees me. 
gets all excited. I'm like, fuck, do I know this guy? He puts his arms out, just wide out, and says, can I have a hug? No. I'm like, sure. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's... Yeah, like, I'll hug random strangers. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Oh, um, I've done that many times. You know? And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this kind of stuff, like a show. So it was kind of cool, right? Um, but so let's talk about style of dress. There are people that that show, I would love to know where they are the rest of the time. Okay. I've never seen them. <clears throat> they had bright yellow mohawks standing a good foot high, you know, or more. Right. right. Kind of like Aaron Micklow's hair. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like that tall and that sort of stuff. I mean, like the guy was short and had a good foot to him. But my favorite, there was a heavy set guy. Lots of tattoos, like, you know, leather and all this sort of stuff. Um, but he had, so you know how um, Strapping Young Lad had the skullet for a while? Yeah, yeah. So this guy essentially embraced his baldness by doing a reverse mohawk and shaving it down the center. Okay. And the hair that was left was dyed different colors, like greens and reds. So he was kind of like a punk rock Bozo the Clown. <laughs> right on. And I'm looking like I wanted to snap a picture, but I really, I, I don't know anybody. I didn't want to piss anybody off. I'm like, no, because I'm also not the guy that wants to make fun of people. Because when I say the punk rock Bozo the Clown, that's the descriptor. Because I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, he's having a great time. He's out to see this show. And bless him for fucking going out in public like this. Like that's mm-hmm. some balls. Like living, living your best life, they call exactly, it. Exactly, dude. Exactly, man. He was he was just killing it. Um, let's see here. I'm trying. I'm checking my notes. Let's see. Yeah, so far, I talked about everything. Yeah, the clothes. Oh, dude, just the clothes. I. So you know it's hot down here, right? Mm-hmm. The air conditioning was almost non-existent in that building. It was on, but I mean, like I said, it was packed. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, pouring sweat off my body, and most of the people there were wearing 10 to 30 pounds of leather. (laughs) I've got to hand it to their commitment to, you know, their lifestyle. Oh, definitely. I really do. I'm going to hand it to them. All right. So let's talk set list. You ready? Okay. Yes, please. All right. We'll we'll wrap this up. So um, I, 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 I should have taken better notes. I really should have. Um, but I was trying to find the set like online. And so I found a couple different sets that were out there. So if you go to setlist.fm, you look for DRI, there's a set September 13th in Baltimore. Um, is this one it? Oh, I think this is it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think this is one that's closer. And then there's another one that, um, that, I can't remember where it was. I just clicked off it. But anyway, so there. Um, oh, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. I'm clicking around. Albany, New York, and Baltimore, Maryland. Those are the two set lists that are, that are up. I, I really wish I would have taken better notes and put mine up. Oh, yeah. We were the last date on the East Coast leg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was nice to be the last stop. Mm-hmm. You know. So here's some of the songs that they played. Application hooked how to act um dry heaves <laughs> right you remember dry heaves 
Yeah, and I've had my share of those. Right, right. Um, they did about 30 songs. It was an hour and 50. I did not stay for the entire set. I left. They probably had maybe 20 minutes left when I left. Um, I hope it wasn't that long, but like my body finally told me that I could not take another second of this. And I even went outside and tried to just like stand and lean. And I, I waited as long as I could. Cause I wanted to hear thrash hard and mm-hmm. I, I think I like just missed it. Um, which I'm still upset about myself cause I love thrash hard, but my favorite DRI song, all time favorite from four of a kind. Think for yourself. And it of was course. Played. Yeah. It was right played. on. I absolutely love it. So that was played. Yes, ma'am. The Explorer, Karma, Violent Pacification, uh, Acid Rain, Dead in a Ditch, Suit and Tie Guy. Um, man, hang on. Let me look at the other set list. I feel like there's some stuff that was that's yeah. missing here. Yeah. Their, their, their sets have always been dealing with it heavy. I think that is the... That is the... Zeppelin four for their, 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 their catalog. Like that's like all of their records are great, but it's the dealing with it record that. Well, it's funny, dude. Like, um, the, the people I were talking to, we were all big thrash zone fans. And I was actually talking about you. I'm like, yeah, I got my buddy in Canada. I'm going to tell about this show later. I said, I said, his record is dealing with it. And they're like, really? Oh yeah. You know, and it's and it's funny because like I really hadn't listened to dealing with it until like you told me about it because I think I came on at crossover, so I was familiar with crossover, uh, four of a kind, thrash hard and forward, right? Thrash hard, thrash mm-hmm. zone, thrash zone and forward, right? That was right. that was that was all my stuff, and like I probably knew of dealing with it, but I don't think I ever went back in the catalog and got that one, and um, so I listened to it after you're talking about. It. I'm like, oh. Like this is definitely is, different stuff, you know. This yes, that is high school right there. Yeah. And um it, it it's funny though, like how many people like just around that at the show were like, Yeah, dude, thrash zone. You know, that was that was a big one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well that was when Thrash Zone, I think they made their first official video for uh, Beneath the Wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when you know, they would they would have got some sort of MTV like on Headbangers Ball, I guess, or or what or whatnot. But yeah, that's and Metal Blade. Yeah, yeah, Thrashton was Metal Blade, and they were pushing that that record a lot more than you know the other labels that did like dealing with it. Their reach could only be so far metal blades was obviously a, a lot a lot further yeah you know so yeah there's just that's just the way it worked out oh no no their first video was suit and tie guy from uh, uh from four of a kind yeah yeah what the hell am i thinking i'm not <laughs> that's it's been a long week for me too pal oh dude i get it <laughs> but um last thing i'll say right before we move on here is at 61, you would not know that Kurt Brecht is 61. No, I'm sure. Like, you wouldn't. He still puts on a killer show. All of them just go for it. You wouldn't know that we are the last, you know, uh, show in that leg. Um, And his voice, 
like when I think about like what um, oh, Paul Stanley, right? Paul Stanley's voice isn't the same. Like he's had to go through surgery and, you know, he's just not the same. Uh, Bruce Dickinson with his vocal, you know, throat cancer is not quite the same. Um, oh, fuck. Hetfield. Um, Mustaine, right? Like all these front men who were kind of, you know, yelling, kind of singing. Mm-hmm. Have all, you know, I mean, not um, Dickinson, but they've all lost their voice, right? And Or something is just not quite the same. And I'm watching Kurt thinking, how is this possible? How is it possible that he is 40 years older than he was when he started this band and sounds like he did 40 years ago? I know. Isn't that, doesn't that just make you sick in some ways? I think like, it's how do you fantastic. Have all this, it, 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 it's great, but some of these guys that are older than us, they can, you know, like we're 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 complaining about how you know uh, it's been a long week for us. Yeah. Try try touring in a oh, van. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's you just know? it. And <laughs> here's the best part: like when when I was out there um, buying my merch, he had a beer with him, and at least two more beers came out to him while I was out there. When I went <laughs> in to see the other band, he came uh, out, got two more beers, went back over to the merch table, and then as they were getting ready for their set. He was strategically play, placing beers around the stage. So he had uh, like eight beers in his arms, placing them around the stage. So he was drinking for, you know, I mean, it's not like he was slamming them, but I mean, he was drinking for probably three hours straight. Well, his tolerance over the years of on the road and all that might be a little stronger than ours. Yeah, but... My, my point here is that's almost Lemmy legendary, right? <laughs> yes, he's doing like, it. Like, think about it. Think about it. What other rock and roller do we know that that can do that? And it would have been Lemmy, right? Mm-hmm. Lem, mm-hmm. Lemmy's voice held up. He drank Jack and Coke like it was water, you know? Uh, yeah. And when yeah. he had to cut back the sugar, he switched to vodka and orange juice. Which doesn't make sense because I think orange juice has more sugar. Orange juice is brutal too. So, yeah. you know, well, you know, we'll, we'll we'll revisit that one later. But I mean, you've got Kurt at sixty-one, hammering the beer down like it's just any other day, and performing fantastically. It's not even mm-hmm. like it was a, like he was sloppy drunk, falling over, slurring his words. Like it was a great performance. And he sounded fantastic. The whole band sounded fantastic. And that's, I I am so glad that I was able to stick it out. But dude, I'm an old fucking man. I really am. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you on that. When I get into, you know, what, when I get into my week, yeah, I'm definitely going to be able to relate. You've got me thinking now. Yeah. One of my biggest rock and roll regrets, apart from not having Pile Driver on the show, like we definitely should have years ago, <sighs> a, a Lemmy drinking contest with Lemmy. Uh, you know, see who can go. Me versus Lemmy. You'd be dead, you know, dude. Drink, drink, drink for a drink. I would just like a shot at the title. Dude, <laughs> you do realize that that almost killed Scott Ian, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, like, you've heard that story? No, no. Uh, yeah, so like literally, it's it's in this the the swearing words, speaking words thing, where Scott talks about you know meeting Lemmy, and at the time he didn't drink. So I mean, you drink, so it's probably okay. But right. um, he's like, man, I don't know what to do. And Lemmy's like, you want to drink? I'm like, geez, what do I say? And he's like, I didn't know. And he goes, I say, I'll have what you're having. And the entire audience <laughs> just starts cracking up. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you're going to die. And like, literally, he almost did, dude. Like, like you were talking wow. about alcohol poisoning. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it was great. It's, it's a wow. fantastic story. But yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure Lemmy can outdrink all of us. <laughs> like, 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 even if you had somebody to tag in, like, like he's just gonna keep going, you know. He, Along that lines, um, I yeah. also think that like Lemmy and I think Queen Elizabeth both faked their deaths. This is my new theory, <laughs> right? right? Because they're getting to the point where they're so legendary, and if they keep doing the things that they're doing, people are gonna realize that they're immortal. You know, we're going to realize the queen's a werewolf. We're going to realize Lemmy's a vampire. So they had to fake their deaths, and the two of them are probably having tea right now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, laughing at all of us. <laughs> oh, it's it's so nice to have my adoring, adoring followers mourning my death, isn't it, Lemmy? Oh, you're right there, Queenie. I loved when I watched uh, the stream. They streamed my funeral live, you know. <laughs> That's what they're saying right now. They're hanging out somewhere. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, the morning of the Queen's funeral, I got up. One of the first things I did was put on Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to get into some DRI goodness here? Yeah. Okay. I think it's kind of appropriate if we do another live track here from the Live at CBG's 1984. Four record. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned, you know, this is what they would have been like back in the early 80s. So let's go with that. This is DRI with Stupid War. The perfect norm Till Uncle Sam puts a gun in your hand Puts you in the wrong direction And says kill that man
If you don't mind there, dude, one of my all-time favorite songs from the aforementioned Dealing With It. That is DRI with Snap. Great stuff, great stuff. And thank you. Thank you for that report, dude. I was When you said that they were coming up, you know, they were coming. Like, any show coming to Charleston is a reason to celebrate but yeah, uh pretty much yeah. but when the legendary dri shows up it's like yeah you got to show up and yeah we right. got to talk about it i i had to dude and because i mean I, I you know i'd say all the time nothing comes through here so when mm-hmm. something like this comes through i'm like i gotta go i'll never see him again otherwise you know yeah 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 for sure for sure speaking of you got to go you will never see this again otherwise. Very apropos that you should say that. As you will recall, a little while back, I mentioned um, this rather unique event was going on up here in Winnipeg over the last couple of months now. But this thing called the Rolling Stones Unzipped. Now, what... What that was, it's basically a traveling museum, all right? And that's really what it was, okay? A traveling museum all based on the career, the life and times of the Rolling Stones. Now, I brought that up on the show, okay? Yes. It's like... I I would like to see this. I'm not a big Stones fan. I've had like I've had the Tattoo U record and the Undercover of the Night seven inch single. That's kind of the extent of my Rolling Stones collection. Now though, I respect the legacy. I respect the history. You know, they are one of the all time great rock and roll bands. And when they come on the radio, the channel never gets changed. Okay, they it's the fucking stones. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, I think I want to go check this out. I would think that wild horses wouldn't be able to drag you away. <laughs> Once I was there, that would have been ap- apropos, yes. With all the honky yes. honk women. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to go check this out. Now, wait a minute. They want 50 bucks for this? Ugh. I don't know if I'm that big of a fan. So I was on the fence so much. We talked about it on the show, and that gave us one of our discussions. Which other bands we would like to see do this? Like yes. bands that we were bigger fans of and all that. And we came up with a lot of great ideas. Go into the archive. I should have I should have double checked it and all that, but go go and check it out. It's a great, great episode and a really cool listen. Turns out, okay, they slashed the ticket price in half. Oh okay. And it's the last week. Ticket ticket prices are slashed. And I have some time on my Tuesday before going into work to go and check this out. Okay? I'm there. Great. Great. So I, sh- I show up to where it's being held, you know, the venue. 
Okay, and I'm the first one there. It's 11 in the morning on a Tuesday. So I'm the first one there. I'm the only one there. Because by now, everyone that just really, really wants to see it has seen it, paid their 50 bucks because they're Big Stones fans. Okay. And, and that leaves the people like me that were kind of on the fence and that's why they slashed it in half. You know, we might as well get a few more people coming in just on the, you know, let's let let's con now let's concentrate on the casual fan. And if we slash the ticket price, that's that's the idea. And oh, yeah. it worked. It worked with me. So when I but when I got there, I, I was the only one in the lobby. Okay waiting to enter you know into the exhibit area now as i'm making my way in i see out of the corner of my eye two other people starting to come into the lobby okay okay and i'm already in i'm off and running turns out because as as i was going in there was a um, there was like a host there, and this gentleman says to me, "Hi, take all the pictures you want. We ask that you don't actually touch anything, you know. And it should take you about an hour and a half. Holy shit! That's if you were to read every little plaque, every little." You know, watch every little video on the monitors, and if you looked at, if you if you focused and really looked at everything, he said it would take about an hour and a half. But you could spend all day here if you wanted. Okay. Well, well, I don't have all day. I don't even really have an hour and a half. So I'm just going to see what I wanted. You know, I, t I took a shitload of pictures. Okay, and. And I got all the way through it in about 40 minutes. Rock on. Okay, and, I, and I'm happy with that. I'm satisfied with what I saw and what I read and all that. I guess the people coming into the lobby behind me were those diehards that wanted to just suck everything up like a sponge. Yeah, because that would have been me. I saw nobody the whole way through That's i nice. basically had this rolling stones museum to myself it was fucking awesome <laughs> i loved it i loved it and it it it's kind of goes in chronological order of this of this of the stones career at least as the best they can they started oh in the early 60s when they just started forming and they showed their old apartment at Edith's Grove. Wow. Yeah. I believe it's called. And it's it's it really is a museum exhibit, okay, where they had recreations of their old apartment. <clears throat> wow. Okay. That, oh. And, oh, my. So right it, there, Snowy, like with the <laughs> other interviews I've heard of, uh, what's his name? Um, Keith Richards and fuck watts charlie watts mm -hmm. just the the two a couple of interviews i've heard of those guys oh i would love to see their apartments especially if they went to the detail of like the record players the records that sort of stuff oh uh, well what i was focusing on is like what a bunch of slobs 
Well, I get it. Yeah. Your, your your bachelors or whatever. The the sink was full of dishes. There's food all over the place. No one knows how to make a fucking bed. You know the place is a mess and all that. But I couldn't help but laugh. It's like here's here's definitely some bachelors living here. <laughs> you know. So going on from there, like so many of their guitars and i thought of you right away when i'm seeing all the instruments and all yeah. that and of course they're encased in glass and 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 all about but seeing their guitars it's like oh aaron aaron needs to see this oh, I lose my mind dude like th this was amazing they saw I, I saw one of charlie watts's drum kits oh yeah that was off the hook they recreated their their recording studio Oh, it, yeah. Did it was, they by amazing. any chance have the jeans that uh, Mick Jagger wore for Sticky Fingers? I would have to go back because they had a lot of um, their live show clothing, especially Mick and all that, because he was the most flamboyant. He was, oh, yeah. Mick, Mick was the flamboyant one, while Keith Richards was just, he was kind of. He was always the old man in the jeans and T-shirt, you know what I mean? <laughs> While Mick was kind of, you know, at least by the time I got to the Stones, you know, in the, I want to say early 80s, you know, it seemed it seemed like Keith, Keith, you know, was the, was kind of like the jeans and T-shirt while Mick was kind of the more flam flamboyant one and all that. They had a lot of his, of Jagger's live clothes his nice. costumes, like on mannequins and all that. They had a whole room of mannequins just dedicated to like his various outfits and all that. And it and it was a you know, it's a nice, you know, chronological as best they could, you know, just the Rolling Stones throughout the year. I got it. It was really cool seeing some of the handwritten lyrics and song ideas, you know, album covers and Various Andy Warhol's artwork was was up there. That was really cool. Um, probably my favorite moment in the whole thing. Okay, um, where they had a little, a couple of different sections where they have like live videos. This is probably where the hour and a half comes in. If you were to watch the entire live videos that they're showing, I'm not saying complete concerts, but if you sat and watched everything, okay, this is kind of where the, where that works in. They had some place to sit down to watch these these live videos. Oh, that's cool. They were their instrument cabinets. No. Rolling Stone instrument cabinets that's that killer. you could yeah you could just sit sit on them to watch this. And I did that. I sat down and watching, I'm watching these videos. Yeah, okay, paint it black live. This is fantastic. Did you see? Then it kind, it kind, kind of hit me. It kind of hit me. It's like, dude, think about what you're doing right now. You are sitting on the stones music cabinet, like they instrument probably cabinet. Probably had sex on those. Uh, well, I don't need to know that. <laughs> I'm just saying, more than likely. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, and I actually like you. There's not a lot of snowy selfies in this world. I'm really not one to, to do that. I take pictures, yeah, but a selfie and all that, that was kind of a moment where it's like, dude, you have to immortalize this. Like, and that's important because is, later when you have to go to the doctor and figure out where that rash came from, you can show them <laughs> that picture and but oh. That's it. Yeah, uh, you're you, the fourth guy in here this week yeah, who was at that exhibit. You went to the Stones exhibit. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, hang on. Cream. I know exactly what cream to give you. No, yeah. We're good. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah, so it, it was totally worth it. Totally worth it. And I have some friends that were big stones fans and i asked him okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take this in do you want to come and he was like well my cousin who is this huge stones fan bigger than me he said he was totally underwhelmed so i don't oh, think i'm gonna whatever and i just okay um all right uh, you know you're never gonna know unless you find out for yeah. yourself and i mean unless you, know. you actually have some of that stuff in your own personal collection how are you gonna be underwhelmed i mean mm -hmm. now granted i was hoping when you said it was called the rolling stones unzipped that you actually had to walk through the trousers from the sticky fingers <laughs> album you know and, they probably should have done that at the entrance yeah yeah or at the very least there was a red door you had to go through you know because <laughs> then you'd be like oh, i see this red door and i'd like to paint it black please mm -hmm. you know <laughs> yeah I saw this one flyer as you're kind of walking in uh, for an old show at the Winnipeg Arena. Tickets to see the Rolling Stones, $3.50. No way. You've got to be <sighs> kidding me. And I see lots of flyers like uh, come across my timeline, like Rush concerts, like $4.00. You know, it's like you can't even buy a drink at a Rush concert for what they were charging in 1974 to get into the damn building and all that. So I had to take a picture of that. I, I, I got to get all these pictures up on our Instagram and 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 Facebook. I know I'm really bad for not not, not sharing all this, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I have to admit, it was really cool as a non-fan. So, okay, like as a non-fan, if I was really blown away and I loved every second of this, like a huge fan, I can't understand why why you wouldn't dig this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. figure it out either. I, I can't, uh, and especially $25. At $25, yeah. like I'm definitely going. Oh, for sure, for sure, like. I just, all right, all right, all right. As I was done, because I'm actually doing this, like, on on, Tues on Tuesdays, I start a little bit later, my money job in the daytime, so I had I had time for this. I decided, okay, I'm going to, on my way out, I should hit the gift shop. Let's kind of find a souvenir of this event, because this is once in a lifetime. This is not coming back to Winnipeg, something like this, okay? I'm hoping that this sets a precedence, okay, where other bands, you know, that I would have even a mild interest in, but if there's a lot of history there, I, I hope this sets a precedence for other bands to start doing this. If they have enough of their stuff that they've collected 
over the years. So I decide, okay, I'm going to check out the gift shop, see what I can find. Well, how about a t-shirt? Okay. Okay, sure. I'm checking it out. Forty dollars, fifty dollars, sixty dollars for a T-shirt. For, for a T-shirt for it's not even a live show. It's not. It's like uh, it's, unless no. it's got gold thread. It's sixty dollars. Like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, like for sixty bucks, old Keith better uh, hand it to me himself. Yeah, at least work yeah. it on his balls yeah. or something. At least come something on. like that. Yeah. So I'm now I'm gonna pass on a shirt. Well, how about a new bag, like for the for for my records? Because I actually, I had time to hit the the record shops as well before I went into work. Well, I'm, I might need a new record bag. How about this one with the iconic tongue and lips and and on it? No, they want fifteen dollars for that. <laughs> how much? Fifteen bucks. Fifteen for the bag? Yeah, for just a a reusable bag with the iconic lips. Plastic or cloth? uh plastic actually oh, yeah it was that, yeah it, like i i have a ton of these very same bags at home that i buy at the dollar store for yeah, a exactly. buck 20 like, and because they've got cool logos on it star wars superhero and all that i see a new one i gotta have it because it's a buck and a quarter you know <laughs> i have all of these all, all of these reusable bags that i i'm never going to use but i can't not buy them you know, because they're cool and they're a buck and a quarter. Yeah. 15 bucks? No. Nah. If it would have been like cloth, embroidered, something, like yeah. if it would have felt really sturdy, I could see that, but yeah. nah. Dude. Give me something. Give give me yeah. something. So I passed on all that until, and you're going to get a kick out of this. Okay. Okay. Because you like to rib me about being Canadian, eh? Right. Oh, how- do they have Rolling Stones maple syrup? I wish. Uh, that I would have grabbed. That I would. That would have been the first thing I would have grabbed. That I would have paid fifteen bucks for. Or did they $15. have like like a Timmy Timmy Hose uh, co branded um, refillable travel mug? I would have grabbed something like that too. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Just 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 for the fun of it. No, I found a hockey puck. <laughs> That's so Canadian. It's but very honestly, kidding. dude, I would buy a hockey puck. I'd buy a Rolling Stones it, hockey puck. Yeah, it was a hockey puck with you know Rolling Stones unzipped Winnipeg and all that. They stuck me for twenty bucks for that. That's better okay. than the bag. That's like cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because That's like it's like reasonable. Wow. If I would have, if I would have gone home and Mrs. Snowy would have found out that there were hockey pucks. And I didn't buy one. Yeah, like I'd I'd be in the doghouse. So, yeah, you know, I shelled out some cash. So I'm going through these pictures, and I saw there was a picture of Keith Richards' tape recorder. Mm-hmm. By any chance, is that the um, famous tape recorder that he recorded um, him humming the riff to satisfaction in his sleep? Ah, uh, good question. I don't know but i just i just thought it was so cool you know that he still has that and it was available to view because we all had that type of recorder all the way going into the 80s like i i had one of those i'm sure you had one of those i uh, well oh yeah dude i had several 
And and, mm-hmm. and it's funny. I was actually I, I've been kind of really missing the era of tape recorders because I'd recently heard that story where, you know, um, Mick or was it Mick? No, Keith. Keith was talking about you know getting the tape recorder, and when he got it, he was always had it on. He was doing these things, and he said the one night or like the one morning he woke up, and the tape was at the end. He's like, "What? This is really weird." And so he rewinds it. And it's him in his sleep singing dun 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 and that's how satisfaction was written. And then the interviewer's like he's like, Well what was the rest of it like? He's like, Oh, just me snoring. You know? And I'm like, that's just amazing. But I mean like to think of stuff like that and and just I don't know, there's there's just something that, that I, I find so romantic about the cassette tape, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a different era. Like, like cassettes, you know, because what? They came out in the 60s, and I mean, we really had them up to the, the, the end of the 90s. I was still putting out cassette demos. You know, mm-hmm. I was still recording to cassette. And honestly, dude, I miss my cassette four track. There's there's not a lot of things I have ever sold in my life that I'm like I really want this back because typically if I'm going to sell it like it's completely reached end of life or it's not doing any good for me at all you know right and I miss my cassette four track I wish I had that back because there's just something there's just really nothing like it but yeah when I I'm flipping through and I saw that I'm like oh that's cool like that's really cool. It was, it was like, I, I literally, okay, as I'm approaching that part of the exhibit, okay, and I kind of saw it at a distance, my pace quickened, okay, to get to see, like, Keith Richards' old, old tape recorder, (laughs) and it's like, and it seems like such a little thing, but it's not, you know, like, it's, that, like, like I said, and I've probably said this a lot, on this episode just talking about this rock and roll history right there oh yeah dude you know yeah 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 so it was definitely definitely worth it i don't know where it's going now the whole exhibit but um yeah if it does if it does if you're a huge stones fan like and I'm yeah I understand this is you know radioactive metal and all that but I know I know a lot of our older listeners okay while yeah you're a big you're a big headbanger and all that I know I know a lot of our veteran listeners have their share of Stones records in their collection as well so I just kind of thought I would share that with our listeners so I'm gonna kind of. Switch gears here, well, talk a little bit. Oh, Bef- oh before we, okay, before yeah, we what leave else the stones, before we leave the stones, last thing, what is your favorite stones track? Uh, well, it would either be Start Me Up, okay, from the, from the Tattoo You record, or Undercover of the Night. I don't think I know Undercover of the Night. Uh, yeah, 1983, it's the title track. Okay. To the undercover album, I need well, to go listen to that. you do, you do. It's yeah. a fantastic song, and when you're done listening to it, you're 
going to text me and you're going to go, fuck Snowy. How come I didn't know this song before? The song is amazing. Uh, you know, it's funny. There is one of their Stones records in the 90s. Um, I only discovered a track from that recently. I'm like, how did I miss this? Like, it's such a great track. But um, my my favorite is Honky Tonk Women. Oh, okay. And it's 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 the intro that gets me every time. That that, that drum beat, that ta, 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 on the cowbell, that do, do, do. And then just the guitarist, just the whole intro, the build up, I'm like, damn, that is like perfect rock and roll. Perfect rock and roll. Definitely, definitely. And of course, J- J- Jumping Jack Flash. It's and, a and it definitely is. And um, Satisfaction. There is, yeah, like those, those are definitely the standards, but I don't know. There's just. That is a like satisfaction. That is the ultimate song when you're stumbling home two in the morning from the bar, walk walking down your street. My neighbors have heard me singing that at <laughs> two, three in the morning. It's like, oh fuck, Snowy's home again. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well recommended. Well recommended. So we're gonna kind of switch a bit of gears here. Yeah, yeah. Gonna talk a little bit of metal here because I did. Like I said, I I had a long week. I had I had three shows. Actually, we're doing this Sunday night. It would have been four shows. In the last week and two days, as we're speaking, because the last time we sat down and recorded, it was last it was last Friday, and I said I was on my way out for the evening for the fundraiser for Denise Ferguson for Bang for Bangus Young and all that. I went out. Eh, it was just some lo- some local bands playing and all that. I was just there just to see Danny and be supportive and all that. So it was more of a social evening. Had a fantastic time uh, as well. But it was it was this week, okay. And I, I I had one of these weeks, okay, where I needed the weekend to recover. everyone relaxes on the weekend because they've had a tough day a week at work or whatever no i needed the weekend or they'll go out on the weekend to blow off steam because of the work week and all that no i needed this weekend to not go out i needed to relax and take a load off and just listen to music and watch sports and all that just to just to recover from this week um when we're talking about once in a lifetime bands coming through town ninja cat productions okay this week brought the um the band ohm om to winnipeg now i never really even heard of this band apparently it was from one of the dudes from sleep it's kind of his his side project but okay that that's cool but it was the support act and there was only two bands on the show it was kind of an early night but the support act was relapse recording artist zombie without the e at the end okay and who zombie are 
is they're kind of like a more poppier version of Goblin, shall we say? Like it's it's all instrumental stuff that you could find in as as movie soundtracks. This is the type of music that Mrs. Snowy, like when we're having live, living room date night with a pot of true cavalt, or maybe I'll have a couple lemmies or whatever. This is the type of music that we like to listen to together, like instrumental and soundtracks and yeah. and 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 stuff like this. Zombie is absolutely phenomenal. It's just a duo, Steve Steve Moore, who's in he's interchangeable with his guitar, his bass, and his keyboards. There's nothing in the way of vocals really, except on the new record, which I'll get into here and the drummer and like i said they make some fantastic stuff that's kind of like i know a lot of like relapse has changed so much just like metal blade has just like roadrunner has all these labels have just evolved and changed so much like like when relapse first started it was all brutal death metal and all and all that but yeah, yeah they've really they really expanded their roster over over the years including zombie i had to shell out for zombie's latest record zombie and friends it's basically a covers compilation of zombie and members of pinkish black the sword trans am and zeo as well yeah it's some really cool stuff and i don't know all of these songs i haven't been able to uh put this record on i'm sure when when i hear some of these songs it's like okay i know this song but i didn't know the name of it or whatever because it's from the 70s or the 80s and all that but i do know they um do versions of alan parsons project eye in the sky and neil diamond's america to which they have vocals and all that thus the friends part and all that. So I'm really looking forward to that because I remember Alan Parsons' Eye in the Sky was a favorite, one of my favorite songs when I was a kid. And all that. So that that was really interesting. So I didn't I I have to admit there were circumstances where I was best because I was there for zombie. Mm-hmm. Okay. There there were circ- circumstances going on where I kind of bolted as soon as they were done, I hope everyone had a really good time for Ohm, which I know they did because I really wasn't anticipating the show doing very well. It was like on a Tuesday night, you know, and it's not like these bands are super, super huge and all that. But the room was packed. The room That's was packed. Awesome. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And these are Ninja Cat shows, so... We kind of have a stake in it doing well, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like one of the first ones there. So when I don't see anyone, when I show up, I'm kind of like, Ugh. but just as the night increased and all that, it just got better and better. The following night, okay, black death metalers, whatever you want to call it, Imperial Triumphant came through town um you may recall um, our former co-hostess corinne she really 
dug this band, um, gave her a live report when they came through town. When they came through her town, um, she took lots of pictures and she just gushed over Imperial Triumphant. And I knew, I knew, okay, this band is kick-ass. I get it. Okay. But I didn't know if this band was ever going to make it up here, which they did. Really, really cool stuff. It was um, it was them and some local support, which I kind of missed because my good buddy Ninja Cat Jess, okay, she just lives down the street from this particular venue. Yeah. So I said to her, okay, you know what? I just, I want to come by. I want to see you. I want to hang with you and you and your child and your husband want to have a couple of shots there before uh, before I make my way to the venue. So basically, that's what I did. I got there just as Imperial Triumph came on. And if you're not familiar with this band, check them out. But check out more importantly their live you know, their, their live set, you know, with their costumes and their masks with the big spikes, the big golden spikes. Like, I know in the age of Slipknot and, and bands like that and Ghost and all that, Imperial Triumph, they do kind of stand out and all of that. And I just want to say, your Imperial Triumphs, your Ghosts, your Slipknots, thank God thank pile driver for that because he was you know he was one of the originators for metal and this the, the those type of masks and all that so had a really good time I took a night off because there was nothing going on the next day but the following day after that winnipeg meddlers ken mode were back in town they're they're out on tour okay just in time and i'm sure it was planned this way okay they were in town doing their hometown gig the day that their new record null was released so hometown boys dropping the record at a hometown gig it was perfect was absolutely fantastic um and we've had we've had ken mode on the show before as you recall a couple years ago were they doing a manitoba metal fest or it was kind of around around that time but i remember speaking to them at the park theater and having the brothers on really good guys Unfortunately, I couldn't make any um, arrangements to uh, speak to any of these bands this week just due to work schedules and whether or not I would have been there early enough. And I'm going to be kind of kicking myself. Dude, like a zombie interview, you know, like having Steve Moore on, like would have been off the hook. But uh, it kind of it kind of is what it is. So. Just a couple days ago, the Ken Mode show, once again, I wasn't going to be there nice and early. So again, I called up my good buddy Ducky. I said, look, before we're both here kind of early, why don't we hit the liquor store, take, make our way over to Jess's for a bit first and hang out with her there for a while and all that. 
we'll come back before the show starts because this one was a little later. Okay, there was only there was only three bands. It was Ken Mode headlining, Vile Creatures, and Mars of Thrace. All of these bands we've had on the show before. Like we've we've played them. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to speak to them. So we make we make our way over there and we have a couple belts. We have a good time. Jess decides, you know, I want to go with you guys to this show because she doesn't get out very much. Well, you're a father. You have kids. Mm-hmm. You know when they're super young. Oh, yeah. You know, you have no social life. And the only time she seems to have a social life is when I'm able to take her out, you know. And this was going to be an opportune time. So we made our way out there just in time to catch Mares of Thrace, really, really, really cool band. Um, and it was my first time seeing Vile Creatures, who the, I picked up their latest record, Glory, Glory, Apathy, Took Helm. They had a vinyl copy of it, courtesy of the good folks as uh, at Posthetic. Now, when the record, when that album came across my desk, as you recalled, we played it, we gushed over it, we laughed, we cried. It was so cool to grab a vinyl copy of it. And speaking to one of the guys from Vile Creatures, which will probably go out on a track with 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 them, hanging with them, telling them, look, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it, you know, next next time let's let's do this because they're a really really cool band kind of that modern sludge doom stuff i think it's a band that if you have the time because their songs like a lot of sludge and doom can be quite you know we're talking beyond stairway to heaven with a lot of songs here so if you have the time you're definitely going to want to check it out so let's well let's right now let's kind of check out some of this these tunes here because i gotta take another swig of my fireball here in my runaways mug because i was yapping pretty good but hey this is a talk show as much as i'm looking forward to the zombie and friends record I think maybe to be a better idea, let's go back into their back catalog a little bit from their Liquid Crystal EP. This is Zombie. Thanks, guys, for coming on out with Mangler.
from that aforementioned Ken Mode album, Null, which I got in my hot little fists right here. I love my vinyl. And I love the song. I love the title of this song. That was Throw Your Phone in the River. <laughs> how many how many times do you want to tell someone to do that? Okay, like when when you're out and about in the malls or wherever and you see people they they're like fucking zombies staring at their phone. You know, it's sad, it's sad. I'll get on a bus, okay? And there'll be three or four people, they're all together like a little a little group of friends and they're all they all got their heads down staring at their phones and it's like really like i i remember those evenings you know where i was your age okay and i'm out with three four friends going to concerts or hitting up the record shops and all that i'm sorry we talked I, I mean, stop me if I'm sounding out of line here, but we talked, we hung out, you know, like, I guess it's the time. So when I saw that, throw your phone in the river as a title, it's like that, <laughs> yeah, that is the song that we are playing. So I'm going to get off my, my little snowbox here and tell you that before that that was imperial triumphant and once again instead of doing the latest record i thought maybe we would go into their back catalog a bit from their abyssal gods record that was the first track from palaces of the hive great stuff great stuff oh i'm glad we got through this week <laughs> yeah. yeah me too uh even even today okay i stepped out this afternoon before we uh before we sat down and pressed record the winnipeg um the winnipeg collectibles convention was going on and i you know this is this is a thing that we do as a family myself mrs snowy and little snowy okay this is what the three of us do. Every every little collectible convention, every little comic convention, not just the big one on Halloween, but all the smaller ones in the hotel ballrooms and all that. There's a number of them throughout, throughout the year. And the record conventions as well. There's one coming up in mid-October that I'm definitely going to be going to. Um yeah, like if if we don't go to these, and if even if there's no celebrities doing the autographs or anything, it's just it's just merch booths. Like if 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 we don't go to one, that's it. We won't sleep. Like it'll just it'll it'll just bug us and all that. So we made our way out today. Um, little Snowy dressed up. She was the only one cosplaying there. Now, the 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 big. The big con at our convention center and all that, you get lots of cosplaying, lots of people dressing up. These smaller ones, you'll see two, three people. Okay. Now, Little Snow is the only one that did that at this one. She was dressing up as Spider Gwen. 
as well. I don't know. Like, are you familiar with a lot of the current superheroes? Oh, Spider Gwen, yes. 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 Well, yeah, she's a big reader of because Little Snowy, like, she's she's a feminist and all that. And all all of her favorite characters are the ladies. She dresses up as Ahsoka from Star Wars, uh, Wasp from the Avengers, and Spider Gwen is her favorite. She loves Batgirl and this stuff, you know, all the tough badass females. Yeah. I like to no, I know. I know I instilled that in her by introducing her, you know, to pop culture characters like Xena and Buffy and all that when she when when she was she was growing up. So yeah, it was so cool. I was so proud of her being the only one that was that was cosplaying and not getting like zero fucks given. Like some some people, it's like if they're the only ones doing something, then they start to feel uncomfortable and all that. No, no, she absolutely embraced it. And I I picked up a cool record, Glenn Close narrating the uh the Legend of Sleepy Hollow on vinyl. I'm really looking forward to playing that this October at some point and just some cool magazines and uh, just a variety of really cool stuff. It's always fun. I should post it up on the Instagrams as well. Uh, But I think it's looking at the clock. I think it's just about the time to bring this crazy train into the station. Like I said, you know what? Let's go out on a Vile Creatures song. How about the title track from that record, Glory, Glory, Apathy Took Helm. And when you get a chance, Google the the graphics of this record with the young lady and the worms, let's just say. Really, really, really cool stuff. I brought the record home and Mrs. Snowy was like, ugh. Like, ah, uh, uh, okay. Um, so let's go out with some of that. How can uh, people get a hold? Oh, you know. What? No, you know what? No, nope, what? I almost forgot. I almost forgot. I want to dedicate this Vile Creatures song to Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Do you know the story to this? Okay, you don't know the story to this, I guess. Okay, well, um, he was making, I don't know, it just, it it popped up on some metal, and I'm sure a lot of it is, 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 like, click, click, clickbait and all that, but there was some metal sites, um, quoting Mr. Levine saying that no hot chicks listen to metal okay <laughs> so huh. all right all so right mr levine on behalf of all of the hot chicks in metal that i know personally and all of them around the world i want to dedicate this vile creatures song to you and give you two Big one-horned salutes 
shall we say <laughs> it took me a second to process that i'm like what are we yeah, doing? Yeah. oh oh right all right, right. Yeah, one horn one horn salutes yeah. yeah how can people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org org that's all the episodes past present and future head out there get the show synopsis the summaries the stuff the things and see it you can find us on iTunes all the time. Please leave us a review there. You can find us on the Google stuff. Um, we triple dog dare you to not find us any place you listen to podcasts. Any place at won't. all. Yeah. We triple dog dare you. Good luck trying to not find us somewhere on the internet because we're everywhere. Um, and if you'd like to tell us that you didn't find us, um, you could drop us a line. Radmetal666 at gmail.com. You could go to Facebook and message us, facebook.com slash rabmetal. Or you could also go to at rabmetal666 on Instagram and just be mesmerized by the pictures and forget what you were there for. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what you should do. Um, but not only are we pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast, thanks to the fine folks at the Shiny Wizards Network, which we are proud members of. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, whole host of wrestling and lifestyle podcasts out there. Um, because of them, we are also on Spotify. So go to Spotify, look for the Shiny Wizards Network, listen to some fantastic content, and check us out too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could resist doing that one. That was kind of fun. But yeah, that's <laughs> that. That's the stitch. That's the sitch. That's the whatever. Snowman, take us home. Yes, yes. Once again, thank you, everyone. And in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Thank you, Gord, for everything. This has been a If You're Not a Metalhead, You Might As Well Be Dead episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snow White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
we appreciate Shaw Business because it feels like we're working with real people. From communicating with our kitchen to printing receipts and even taking payments, if we do not have an internet connection, we can't do any of those things and we can't run our business. So having an LTE backup allows us to run our business regardless of any interruptions.
I'm a coastal lodge. That might sound fancy, but I'm pretty down to earth. No flashy lights or big city.